Welcome to Cowboy Church with your host, Russ Weaver and Susie McIntyre. So sit back and enjoy some good singing, some great testimony, and some good preaching. Welcome to Cowboy Church. Hi, I'm Susie McIntyre. And I'm Russ Weaver. Welcome to a brand new episode of Cowboy Church on RFD-TV. Hey, that is a really nice thing to really bring out there, brand new episodes. Every week, Susie, every week for the entire year, we're having a brand new episode. That's wonderful. We've got inspirational speakers. We've got special singers. We've got stories, all kinds of stories from people who need God just like me and you do. And we go some peculiar places, some interesting places. Mm -hmm. One of the places is at my church. Yeah. Shepherd's Valley Cowboy Church. I <laughs> yeah. like that. That's right. So sit back, relax, and join us for Cowboy Church. You'll be glad you did. Now Jesus is turning the windmills. He's turning them out on when Jesus is pumping the water, you'll never be thirsty again. A lady rode up to the windmill, her heart was heavy and sad, and sin had been her companion, and much of her A stranger came riding up to the windmill that day and asked for a cool drink of water to help him on his way. She said, Sir, the mill is not turning. The wind is silent. And steel, and there will be no more water until the wind turns the wheel. I can give you some water, dear lady, and you'll never be thirsty again. It flows from a fountain in heaven, and it'll Shame, it shows on your face. She knew then that she'd met the master and walked now under his grace. This lady, she jumped on her pony, her sins washed whiter than snow, and she wanted.
I love that song because it reminds me of how Jesus works in us in our, our spiritual life, just like a windmill produces water that we're su supposed to produce those fruits that will bless other people in our life. And uh, that was my first try at a uh, Western song. On this album, I put three songs together. Uh, one was that you probably really won't care for, but it's called The Everlasting Hills of Oklahoma. Did y'all even know that we have hills in Oklahoma? Anybody been, ever been in the hills of Oklahoma? Well, we, now when I was little, we, we, used to call, we used to say, well, let's go up in the mountains and look around. Well, we found out really quick when we got to go into Colorado and, and Montana that we really didn't have mountains. But uh, my daddy always said that if you tried to build a, a mile of fence on those hills, you'd think they were a mountain. They are, they're really, really rugged. We've got a lot of, um, got a lot of, of rocks and trees, and rattlesnakes, and all those kind of things that make it really, really interesting to live around there. Ticks and chiggers and things like that. The other one is Don't Fence Me In. I don't know about y'all, but I love these legendary songs. They're songs of, um, of uh, lots of Western heritage, so I'd like to sing these songs for you. The everlasting hills of Oklahoma They hold a million treasures to be found Statues in the sky like to have a little land under your feet? Huh? Listen to this song. Oh, give me land, lots of land under starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love. Don't fence me in. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze And listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees Send me off forever, but I ask you please Don't fence me in, just turn me loose Let me straddle my own saddle underneath the western skies On my cayuse, let me wander over yonder Till I see the mountains rise I want to ride to the ridge Where the west commences And gaze at the moon Till I lose my senses Can't look at hobbles And I can't stand fences Don't fence me in I figured some of these dancing Baptists Would be out there right now, wouldn't you, Pastor? 
thinking about it, ain't you? And gaze at the moon till I lose my senses Can't look at hovels and I can't stand fences Don't fence me in My sister Reba recorded this a few years ago and they never would put it out on, as a single Without the blood of Christ, you can never be saved. None of the people before Jesus were really saved. They were just believers. When Jesus was, who died on the cross and did his work, they became saved. They went to heaven at that point. And from now on, the minute we get to a point where we have passed from this earth, this life into the next life, we go to immediately to be with the Father because of salvation of Jesus Christ only to those who committed their life to Christ. 
one loaf of bread. Now, I want to I look at this for just, just a second. The blood of Christ, as life is in the blood, that's forgiveness, transformation. But the loaf, the loaf of bread is one of the bread areas, give us this day our daily bread. The loaf is the church. You realize all the ingredients that they have in the, in the bread. You know, bread doesn't come, become bread because it's all by itself. Bread becomes bread because it has flour and then it has water. Then it has all of the different ingredients that go with it. But one of the ingredients it has is yeast. You don't know in the Bible, anytime the Bible talks about yeast, it's always talking about sin. Now, no, wait a minute. This doesn't make sense. Until we begin to see things through God's eyes, it, nothing will ever make sense. But look at this like this. The flour, have, what would it be if we didn't need each other? You ever try to eat flour? How many of you have ever tried to just eat flour? I'm going to do away with the other stuff because what would it, it's, I'm water resistant, so I'm just going to eat the flour. Anyway, so you eat the flour. What happens? It's just a poof. poof. Make our own little clouds. So in order for this to be bread, what it has to do, it has to take the flour, and then you begin to mix all these ingredients in it, and then, then what happens? The thing that triggers the growth in the bread is the sin. Now think about this for a little while. We want God's perspective on this. Why do you have to have sin to grow? Well, you don't have to have sin to grow. It's just that sin's going to be there. And the perfect ingredient for us to experience growth comes because sin is in this world. And if we don't stand up and begin to mature because of the difficulties of sin, we will never grow. If you don't have difficult times in your life, you will never experience growth. Even in them. The horses, you take them, they get to a certain age, and you put a saddle on them, you start riding them, it triggers growth because there is a stress factor that goes with the learning and getting, getting trained. Everything, well, you say, wait, 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 this is a church. How come there's sin in the church? It's so you can grow. The church is never designed to be perfect. You look at every example of the church, you'll never find the church that doesn't have hypocrites in it. You'll never find it. It's not in the Bible. It's not going to be there. In fact, Jesus talked about the little mustard seed that grows into a great tree. It's abnormal growth. And in that tree are birds of all kinds. And birds, in the Bible speaking, always has to do with sinners. The church will always be full of sinners. If it's not full of sinners, if it doesn't have sinners in it, who in the world can you reach with the gospel? You have to get sinners in the church. They have to be a part of But if you get sinners in the church, what you do is you set up things for things not to go well for the church. You set things up so it won't, not to go well for the church because sinners don't understand things from God's perspective. They have no way to, to deal with that. But when they get in the middle of a church and they realize they can't deal with that with their own stuff, they need something else. Or after they've been in church and things begin to, they begin to connect in church. When things start to go bad out there, 
They go, I'm going to try this church thing. How many of you got saved that way? Things weren't going well, so you go, I'm going to try this church thing. Yeah, most people do. It's, it, it's difficult things in life that bring us to God. It's the difficult things in life that make a church grow, and it's sin in a church that causes a church to be strong because without sin, without a resistance, your muscles will never grow. Your muscles will never increase. You will never find strength if there's not some sort of resistance. So sin in a church is the resistance that the church has to have in order for the church to grow. In fact, when, when there's tares planted in the wheat, the Bible says don't take those tares out. Let them grow with it. Because in the end time, when we take up the harvest, I'll burn them. So it's, it's, it's such an odd, odd verse that, that the yeast in the bread and the body being the bread of Christ, I mean the bread being the body of Christ, that there's sin in the body and it has to be there for the yeast for the bread to grow and the, the bread grows to a certain ah but here's the beauty you get it to the stage that you want it and you put the fire to it it kills out the dross it kills out the sin the bread the yeast in the bread dies and the bread continues isn't that something the body of Christ is like that so next time you're so worried, oh, the church is messing up so bad. They just, oh, don't worry, don't worry about that. God knows that that stuff has to be in the church. It doesn't mean you should allow it. It doesn't mean you should promote it. But it's going to be there. And when it's there, it's the thing that will help you gain strength to be the person that God wants you to be. Should you allow sin in your life? No. I'm not saying allow it, because that way it overcomes you. I'm saying that if there's sin in your life, you begin to build a resistance to that sin until you start overcoming that sin. And the thing that helps you overcome sin is when God puts trials and tribulations and difficulties in your life, because then you have to deal with them in a godly manner, because the way you always did it doesn't work anymore. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. You're never going to have a resistance if there's not something to resist. So evil is in this world to make us strong. Wow, that's a cool concept. At the same time, the Bible calls us one loaf of bread. What that means is the body of Christ being shed for our sins, the blood being shed, the body of Christ being broken for our sins, and for all the things that go with it, he then allows us to be part of the body because the ingredient of his life that allows him to mix with our life is he became human, he died, he was crushed, he was broken. He was refined into an ingredient that could mix with our ingredient as we're crushed, refined, and broken. We're mixed together and something beautiful grows out of it. We get to be the body of Christ, but we can't be the body of Christ without Christ being in the body. Wow, that's cool stuff. They used to, uh, back in, after World War II and then the, the, the war in Korea, there was a lot, there was a lot of uh, orphans left at one particular uh, place in, in Korea. So they started this orphanage. And these kids had been traumatized by war. In this orphanage, the, the kids would 
would sneak around and try to get more food. When the lights would go out, they would, out, they would be out there trying to get food. And they, they tried to talk with the kids a little bit, and they realized that these kids were not used to having food available when they woke up. They woke up several times in their life with no food being there. Their life was, was so uh, messed up that they, they, they were worried about where their next bite of food was coming from. So what they did, they began to give them all they could eat in the evening, and then they would give them a slice of bread as they went to bed. And they said, keep this. Keep it safe, hide it, and in the morning when you wake up, you'll have your piece of bread. And there will always be food for you to eat as long as you're in this place. You know what happened? Interesting thing happened. The kids used to take that and they'd hide it under their pillow or in their jammies or just they, they would in their bed and they would sleep with that bread. But they began to sleep all night and be well-rested because they knew that that bread would be there in the morning. That is such a cool, cool concept. Guys, life is going to deal some heavy blows to you. It's going to mess you up. But you need to realize that in the morning, if we're connected with the body of Christ, the Bible says that I will build my church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's who you are, is the body of Christ, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's why the belonging to a church is so important, is because it gives you the strength to be the people that God wants you to be, and then take the fear of all the calamities out of it, because when you see things from God's perspective, it's not life and death. It's bigger than that. It's life, then more life in eternity. Death is a promotion to people who see it from God's perspective. The second part is the provisions from God. The necessities of life, that's what bread is. One is the body of Christ. Number two is the, the necessities of life. You have necessities in your life. Each one of you need a place to eat. Each of you need clothing, and I can see that you've gotten around to the places that sell necessities and, and came to church looking very good this morning. Food, clothes, shelter, and other necessities. Provision from God. The next one is this. It has to do with exactly one thing, and that's money. Now, the beauty of money is this. It's all God's. I'm talking about viewing life from a perspective. What you have in your hand is nothing more than God's blessings. God's perspective on money is he owns it all. He wants us to be good stewards over it. He says 10% here. And when you do that, he says, test me and see if I'm not able to pour out the windows of heaven and provide you so many blessings you're not able to receive them. 